Now, animal rights are making headlines again after a lawmaker submitted a bill to ban pet cafes. You know those places where you get to see perhaps a favourite pet animal while sipping on a latte. Uh, they're very common around this country uh, and indeed other countries too. Dogs, cats, meerkats, foxes, flying squirrels, even raccoons and sheep. Um, it's not the first time our spotlight um, has turned on questionable animal welfare in this country. We might ask ourselves, though, you know, are we really a pet-friendly country? Is this true love? Rafael Rashid joins us on this morning's Society. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. So, th- pet cafes. What is this bill that's been submitted by a lawmaker? Why? Okay, so um, under current law. Uh, cafes are allowed to use wild animals so long as they are not endangered species. But uh, Democratic Party of Korea lawmaker Lee Yong-duk proposed a bill about two weeks ago to ban wild animals being displayed at cafes and restaurants. Um, so if the bill passes, cafe owners could face imprisonment for up to one year or a fine of up to 10 million Korean won. And the reason, well, the number of cafes that use wild animals, such as raccoons and meerkats, for business operations are ever increasing. But most of them do not guarantee animal welfare. So take the raccoon, for instance. Sure, it's cute, but in its natural environment, it needs a hideout, which most cafes cannot provide. Meerkats as well. Um, need to live to need to dig holes and hide inside these holes, but you know you won't find them in pet cafes. Yeah, even like, like zoos will try to um, recreate that environment, and they can do so quite easily for meerkats, but not so much pet cafes. Maybe not for sheep. <laughs> Goodness me, yeah, sheep—that's another question altogether. Animal rights groups are they welcoming this move? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, animal rights groups such as Aware. Um, agreed that it was impossible to provide a proper environment for wild animals at these cafes, saying that they could easily get stressed out by being petted constantly by random people all day long. So, I mean, these cafes—they are supposed to be pet cafes, though, not so much wild animals. Okay, they have strayed into exotic territory, but the point here is that people get the experience of of petting. A domesticated animal without having to risk allergies of family members or some of the costs involved. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm the first to admit I'm allergic to cats, um, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go to a, pet, a to a cat cafe to pet these um, cats all day long. Of course, some people might use the argument that there's no reason, you know, that they can go to these cafes, but also there's no reason to basically mistreat animals. Actually. Um, Aware, the same animal rights group mentioned a minute ago, carried out an investigation last year at animal cafes and found that most were most of the animals were under severe stress and that poor hygiene was a major issue. Most of these cafes didn't even have sinks for customers to wash their hands before petting the animals. I, I think I'd like a sink for after petting the animals. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Um, this 
bill or this proposed bill highlights a greater problem in Korea that, you know, of animal cruelty in general, not just at pet cafes. Well, that's something that occurred to me when you started this conversation, Raphael, when you came to us with this subject and, and we kicked it off. That we have many animal welfare issues that seem to be even more serious, like the dog meat debate, the nature of not even the meat itself, but the agriculture. Yeah, sure. But you know what? I'm right now. I'm not even talking about the dog meat debate. I'm literally talking about pets, your everyday pets that you have at home. I mean, the industry is huge and ever growing. According to a 2015 study. Uh, the share of South Korean households that owned pets increased by nearly 22%. Um, and a report by the National Tax Service found that pet shops increased by some 80% between 2014 and 2017. Uh, but the growth in demand comes with a wider problem in society, of course, of basically humans who see pets as nothing more than cute toys rather than living companions that deserve our care and respect. Yeah. I mean, speaking as someone who's very happy to uh, have uh, brought into my family two dogs from a pound here, I've been told repeatedly by friends in that world that it's a huge issue, the dumping of animals, um, the the failure to care for them. And they, uh, they say these puppy and kitten mills are just disgraceful. But what sort of cruelty have you been looking into? Well, you know, this might sound a bit crazy to be true, but a lot of pets in Korea are delivered by courier. So you buy them, you go online, you pick your favorite pet, you pay, and you get it shipped by a standard overnight courier delivery service. And during transit, the pet is subject to stress, duress, dust, noise. And sometimes the animal might arrive at your doorstep dead. And there are many cases of this happening to dogs, you know, puppies, cats, guinea pigs, snakes, turtles, squirrels, frogs, tarantula, among other animals sent in parcels. Uh, You know, and I did a bit of research and found... Uh, at least one website specializing in reptiles and amphibians, um, clearly stating that it uses regular courier services and provides compensation if the animal arrives dead. Is it not illegal to be sending live animals by a courier? Well, it is and it isn't. So this is partly because of a loophole in animal protection laws, which only apply to six so-called pet animals, which are dogs, cats, rabbits, parrots, guinea pigs, and hamsters. So while it is illegal to ship these six animals by courier, the same is not true for basically every other animal, such as birds, hedgehogs, amphibians, and reptiles. And then, of course, you have those sellers who will simply break the laws, break the rules, and send whatever animal they want anyway, including cats and dogs. Another issue is how people actually um, you know, care for their animals, uh, whether they're like just this sort of accessory like you talked about before. There does seem to be a gap. I mean, there are a lot of people I see walking around who absolutely dote on their, 
on their animals. It's hard to to see how they would ever be cruel to them. But but one of the issues that's come up is pet lockers. Like you put some money in and. Yeah. And store your pet while you go shopping. Is that a big problem? So I don't know if you've seen in uh, South Korean supermarkets, but at many of them, at the entrance, you will find these coin lockers. So normally you'd put your handbag or your uh, valuables inside, but nowadays I guess your valuables include your pets. So you have these coin lockers. Yeah, you literally. Put your pet inside for a few hours while you go shop, and they are placed literally next to normal lockers. Except these ones have small windows, and hopefully not all, but hopefully have ventilation holes. Um, and supermarkets say that these are placed for customer convenience because shoppers sneak their pets into the shopping aisles, which poses a risk to food and safety. I have a friend who posted something similar from the U.S. the other day, although it didn't cost any money. It was a service station, and he has a very large dog. <laughs> But this was a very large—I mean, more than a locker. It was like a, a small cabin um, where you can place your pet in an air-conditioned environment and uh, clean, and the pet can stay there for a, a little while while you do your thing. Can it run around? Not run around, no, but. You know, sometimes it's not practical, and it's better than leaving a pet in the car. Right, but I think that's probably a little bit different to lockers. These are lockers the size of the lockers that you find in your gym. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very concerning, and obviously, even if pets are smaller here on the whole, if it's not air conditioned, if it's not well ventilated, ventilated, you've got to be thinking of uh, alternative options. One of the other things, Raphael, that I wanted to say was though. The number of times people come up to me and my dogs, and they they think, "Gosh, it must have been so expensive, so cute." And these are just rescue dogs. Do, do you think there needs to be more awareness of of people recognizing that they don't need to spend a million won or more on a pet? There are lots of animals there available to be rescued free of charge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the going message is adopt, don't shop. Uh, you But also make sure you're able to love your pet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just part of the ritual to go buy your pet, sign the paper, and get it from a young age.、Um, so I don't know if people necessarily think about how expensive they are. They just—it's just part of the ritual. But as they say, a pet is not just for Christmas; it's for life. Yeah.、Um, and I think that's one of the messages that has to be、uh, emphasized in Korea. To say the least, yeah, not just for the handbag either. <laughs> Raphael, thank you very much for raising a very important issue. Speaking of what I was saying before, you might think, yeah, but I want a puppy or a kitten. Well, plenty of very young puppies and kittens also available in rescue centres across the country. Exactly. This morning, society with Raphael Rashid. Thank you.